0: Hi, I'm Keely Duncan, and you are listening to the Strong and Beautiful Women podcast, where strong and beautiful women share their stories. I want you to listen, be inspired, and believe in your own strength and beauty because I believe we are all so strong, so beautiful, and so much more. Hey everyone! So, this is a special episode this week. It is with my sister in law, Emily Duncan. She stepped in last minute when my microphone was broken and waited patiently for me to get it back and then recorded this interview super late so I could get it to you guys on the regular day and we wouldn't have to skip a week or have any missed episodes or anything. It's pretty much all um, a long story, but all you need to know is Emily is awesome and we were always planning on doing this interview. It just happened a little sooner and a little bit later at night than we thought, um But we talk about worship today, and we are talking about different ways to worship, and what worship looks like, and um her story, and how she became a worship pastor. And it's just really awesome. We laughed a whole lot because that's what sister-in-laws who get along um, do. That's what we do. And anyway, um Emily studied commercial music with a double minor in performance and music technology here at Trevecca University in Nashville and um, she's been on staff as a worship pastor for four years but she has been leading worship since she was 13 years old you guys which is bananas but anyway she is just so incredible so knowledgeable we talked a lot about worship and music and just anyway why don't you guys have a listen to my sister-in-law Emily Duncan all right, Emily, I'm so glad you're on the phone with me. Um, this is so exciting. I can't thank you enough for stepping in last minute. I'm so glad uh, to be talking to you about worship tonight. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you have this like very clear gift of worship, and everybody that um, knows you, knows this about you, it's very apparent, obviously, <laughs> also because it's your job, Um, But what made you want to be a worship pastor? How do you get to the point of being like, I like singing to
1: leading (laughs) worship
0: for so many years?
1: Right. Oh, I'm going to do this forever. Cool. Yeah. Um, Well, for me, it was just um, I had always kind of done music in some way, whether that was singing at church or with my family or playing piano for a while, um, And my mom's family are all, like, super musical. And so I grew up doing that. And then um, one summer um, at church camp, which so much of my story, I think, sounds, like, so cliche sometimes. And I have to remember,
0: like, (laughs) When I was at church camp.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I'm like, nope, that's my story. It's okay. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I was just at camp, and I was struggling with, um, you know, just trying to figure out, like, Even in middle school, I felt like, man, I should know what I want to be And when, like, most of the time I was like, I'm going to be a PE teacher, but (laughs) for some
0: reason. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why did you want to be a PE teacher? Just because you thought it was fun?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I could just play all day. It's yeah. Like, oh, okay. So, Penelope.
0: And wear sweatpants <laughs> to work.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, sorry. Anyway,
1: you're fine. So, <laughs> um, after, you know, that, whatever. After
0: I, your dreams of being a pee teacher were squashed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: I feel like we're no, just going to laugh through this whole podcast, and I'm totally <laughs> okay with that.
1: Probably true. <laughs> um, but,. No, so anyway, I was at camp and it was kind of my first experience of like, oh man, I really feel like I'm like actually experiencing the presence of God like um mm-hmm. and just realizing that this is more than oh, I go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays. Oh, my family is a Christian family, whatever. Um, you know, just growing up in the church. I think that was the first time that I realized that it was more than that. And so, um obviously because music was such a big part of my life, um, at camp, it was like, you know, you just had like the big band and it was just like so cool. And, Mm -hmm. um, at that moment though, throughout the week, um, I was just, like I said, experiencing God for the first time. And for me, it was like so much through music, um, in those times that we were worshiping or, you know, in that part of the service, it was like, okay, I know that this is something more than me just singing songs. And so I think that that's the first time that I just saw the importance of worship. And from there, it was like God was laying out these steps um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that I just felt so passionately drawn to worship more than just singing and playing piano or uh, then I started playing guitar. But um, it was just way more than just music for me starting at that point point. So I I say that that's kind of, like, where God began, um, you know, calling me to worship. Yeah. That's kind of where it all
0: started. So you're, like, around 13 years old, right? And you learned to play the guitar at that point?
1: Yeah. So I, I... got home from camp and, you know, really kind of felt like that was on my heart and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I'm like, well, I'm in middle school. I've got a long ways to career time here. <laughs> so, um, you got some time. Yeah. So I was like, okay, if I'm really going to do music, then I can't like lug a piano around with me everywhere. So I really want to learn how to play guitar. So mm-hmm. then my grandfather gave me his guitar, which was like,
0: oh huge
1: to me I know it was like and my we were just like so close through music anyway so that was like awesome and um so I started playing guitar and then yeah like three or four months later I started leading worship and it was just a crazy situation but it was pretty quick yeah
0: to you're a middle schooler leading worship that's like not most middle. like I could not tell you what I was doing in middle school I was like wearing pigtails still and like shopping yeah. at limited too. people don't even yeah. know what that is anymore I know but Justice, you're what is that <laughs> what is that but you were yeah. leading worship that's crazy yeah
1: I just for me um I don't know, I don't think that I was necessarily prepared for that, but there are just certain people um, that now, like, you know, I just am thankful that, like, that was in the Lord's plan for me, Um, but, like, just certain people that were in the right places at the right times for me, and, you know, whether that was, like, (laughs) I was probably, well, I actually know that I was, like, pretty bad, you know, but... (laughs) Like in middle school. Gotta it start just, somewhere. Yeah. I mean
0: so <laughs> I mean get cut your give yourself a break. You're in middle school. <laughs>
1: yeah. But um yeah, so it kind of just started there and um, you know, whether it was good or bad, I was doing it. So <laughs> I
0: just yeah. kinda went with
1: it from there and just started growing from there, which was really cool.
0: So Yeah. I know at one point you mentioned you felt like you were called um to do this, even like in middle school. And what did that mean for you? Like what did uh, people say they were called and they can mean different things. So like, what did that mean for you? Do you feel like God was talking to you? Did he lead you through scripture or just kind of like those people, like you were just saying? Yeah. Um,
1: I think that it was just like, it was kind of a situational thing for me. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm in these places that, and I'm doing things that, um, you know, are, are just like, really could be it it was just more than a hobby for me um and I realized it even then like okay when I am leading worship and I think that a lot of people that play in worship bands or something like this you know who aren't necessarily called to um maybe have like that as their career or something like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I I think that it's important that's a whole different story but like volunteers and worship bands like I still think that they should be called to do that um but for me it was like a calling on my life like i felt that um i think just through like i said just like experiencing the presence of god like the holy spirit working on me in that time um it was just it in my heart in my soul i just felt like it was more um than hey just you know keep going like keep playing mm-hmm. worship music it was just like okay, I really need to, I need to learn and I need to grow and I need to study this and like really, um, just make it more important than what I said, like, than a hobby. It was just so passionate, um, for me that, that path was, and and that was laid out to me at such a young age, which I'm so thankful for. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, a few years later, I believe you're in high school, um, you had like a pretty serious brain injury and, um, tell me how that plays a part in your whole story of how you um came to lead worship,
1: yeah, so at this point i i was is it, it the beginning of my ninth grade year, so I just started high oh, okay. school Okay. so early and, high school years, yeah, and um for me, at that point i I wanted to do certain things, and you know I wanted to play basketball and Um also wait a minute, wait a minute.
0: You're not getting off this podcast with talking about your other career you had in high school.
1: (laughs) That's through this (laughs) here. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's how that came to be. Anyway, (laughs) we'll get there. So Okay, okay. So I wanted to um play basketball, do normal high school things, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, um, in September, uh, our youth group was going on a retreat. And, um, anyway, through this accident, basically I was on the church bus and a suitcase, um, kind of flew forward from behind, um, and landed on the back of my head, but it was in the wrong spot of the suitcase and the wrong spot of my head. And so it caused mm-hmm. a ton of damage and, um, and my freak nerve, yeah, was like torn. I had like Cold ligaments around my brainstem, just like really weird, bad stuff that just happened to happen. And so, through that, I had a severe concussion, um, like severe whiplash, and all of this stuff. But the main thing that was really affecting me is I had one headache for eight and a half months, like oh. without a break, just so bad. And not just like, oh, my head kind of hurts, it was like, oh. I can't read like I can't remember how to spell my name Like oh, things that were just really my head hurts because... like listening <laughs> yeah So pains. it was really bad um, but through that well <laughs> through that I realized that okay well this is probably gonna well the doctors told me that it would affect me the rest of my life so things started changing for me then I didn't play basketball but <laughs> I still wanted to be part of all the sports and all of that, yep, so I became the yep. high school mascot. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> Go Rams.
0: <laughs> so, um, Love it. Yes.
1: So and I'm that just, started. like,
0: speaks so highly to, like, your person and your personality, and not everybody that's going to listen to this knows you, but um fun, upbeat, life of the party, <laughs> like, obviously, like, keeping the crowd going, literally, figuratively, all of the things. Oh, wow. You were the Ram, and...
1: It was very serious to me. <laughs> I took it very seriously.
0: Well, I mean, like, but and you don't quit. You were like, okay, forget so, it. If I can't yeah. play basketball, then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm still going to be on a team here, people. So, um, yeah, Love so that. that turned Love into that. that. Well, thanks. <laughs> so, um, anyway, um, but through that, through that headache, um At this point, um, my friend, one of my closest friends, um, Zach, we had started a house church at his house, um, which basically for us, we just wanted it was on Saturday nights, and we just wanted our high school friends to have an opportunity on the weekend, um, as opposed to doing stuff and getting into stuff they shouldn't be, um, just have an opportunity to worship and come together and learn about. Jesus and, and what that looks like for us, where we were at in high school.
0: That's so um, cool.
1: Yeah. And, and he is just <laughs> again, like, like what so was wise. I
0: doing in high school? Come on.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, my friend Zach, he, he's just like so wise and just had so much leadership in that. And, um, for that time period, it was just what we did and it was an amazing, amazing thing. And it grew and, um, we just had such a cool thing going for a long time. And, and the Lord was just so faithful through that. Um, but through that house church for me, um, sometimes I would lead worship and other times I wouldn't. And people were just scattered all over his house. I mean, at some points we would have like, you know, uh, 75 people in like their house, their living rooms, so wow. they're just everywhere that you could imagine
0: people yeah. being.
1: So I'm like sitting on the floor over by the kitchen, (laughs) um, and I can't really even see the people that are leading worship, um, but I'm just sitting there and, um, something, well, the worship leader was singing the song Healer, and at that Mm. point, I just hadn't even thought about the fact that the Lord could break this headache that, um, I hadn't even thought about healing as an option for me, really. You know what I mean? It was just like,
0: yeah. okay, whatever the
1: doctors say, I'll do, then I'll do it, and I'll go to physical therapy or whatever it was.
0: And you know, like, um, when you get yeah. a headache or whenever you feel sick, it's so hard to remember a time when you weren't <laughs> sick yes, or when you weren't hurting, and you're like, wait, what did it even feel like to, like, not have this And so I bet it was pretty comfortable for you to just kind of not that the headache was comfortable, but I'm sure it was easy for you to kind of fall into that. Well, like this is the new normal. This is how I'm going to feel now.
1: Absolutely. And at this point, like I said, it had been eight and a half months. And so I was like, man, this this is never going away. So, um, yeah, we just, we were just worshiping and I was sitting over there kind of by myself. Um, I mean, you know, not really talking to anyone or anything, um, and all of a sudden, a few of my friends, I'm like thinking about this in my head, like not really getting emotional, not really doing anything about it, whatever. I'm like, oh, wait a second. I wonder like if I ask God to heal me or take this away, like I wonder if he could or would. I didn't even know. Like, I don't know. Even yeah. I just had doubts, of course. And I'm like 15, you know, <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know <laughs> what what can happen. And so, I'm just thinking about that, and, um, while I'm just sitting there, some of my friends come around me and just start praying over me, um, and they know what I'm struggling with and, um, about my injury, because it was, like, affecting everything that I did, um, Mm -hmm. but they just start praying over me, and I was just, like, like, right after I started just thinking about it, didn't even do anything, and so, um, And again, ninth grade, like, what is happening? (laughs) Yeah. We're just, like, sitting there, and um, they're just praying, and we're praying and praying. And I just remember, like, saying out loud, like, God, I know that you can heal me. Like, I trust in the fact that you can heal me. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, like, we just keep praying. And at one point, like, it, like, gives me chills to even think about. But, like, I mean, it just felt, like, physically, like like a break. I don't even know. Like my whole body just felt so refreshed and so renewed. And um, I finally, that's when my headache broke for the first time after eight and a half months was in that time Mm -hmm. um, of worship, which then, you know, comes full circle and is like, okay, God, like now you're giving me these experiences that give me more purpose to worship you. And it it was just an amazing thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And how crazy, like your friends just came right over to you and, that gives me chills yeah. as well. Yeah. That's clearly, like, God was curating, like, a moment for you.
1: Right, for sure. And, I, I, like I said, like, I was very in the background, like, not really asking for anyone to pray over me, which was a common thing or anything. I was just thinking it, and then, like, all of a sudden they were this there. moment started happening. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So.
0: um, Yeah, I've been reading a book lately that, um, has a chapter and it's talking about the, um, breadcrumbs that God leaves for you. It's, um, yeah. Um, she's still there by, um, Crystal Evans Hurst. And it's actually Mm. (laughs) my book pick that's coming out this weekend for this (laughs) month. And yeah, a little plug (laughs) Spoiler (laughs) spoiler alert. And, um, it's talking about how, um, you know, God leaves these crumbs for you throughout your life. And, like, you kind of follow the crumbs to the thing you're supposed to do. And um kind of – she kind of poses questions at the end of the chapter, like, what bread has God left for you? And I feel mm. like you clearly have these crumbs, like, yeah. of, like, this moment when you were in middle school, like – um you getting a guitar from your grandfather and then like this moment during worship where your friends are surrounding you. And I just think it's really cool to see where you are now and kind of like looking back, um, following those crumbs. Um,
1: for sure. I can like definitely see like evident moments where it's like, okay, this definitely led to that. And then, oh my goodness, then that led to that. And wow, how did that happen? You know, it's like, yeah, really cool to look back and, I don't know, just be like so, I'm just so humbled and thankful for people and situations and timing, and Mm -hmm. yeah, the Lord was so good through that, so go God. (laughs) Go God, (laughs) woo-hoo.
0: Yeah, okay, and then when you got um, to Trevecca here in Nashville, you're in Nashville, like known as Music City, um, and not just country music it's right really? now it's all kinds of music but um country and gospel and um so many christian artists live here and um yeah. indie and um what am i forgetting literally everything i feel like there's so many different yeah, types there's
1: of literally everything music <laughs>
0: here yeah, yeah it's not just country anymore and mm-hmm. um you studied commercial music but um, you end up going the worship pastor route. Like, is there any specific reason or you just kind of felt like all of those crumbs again, or you just kind of felt like you were being led to not, um, go music industry route, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, well, first of all, when I got to Trebekah, um, I was kind of expecting this one opportunity to be open for me and for me to start leading worship and traveling. Um, and that year, um, a new rule was implemented where freshmen couldn't do that anymore. And so I was like, okay, Lord, well, like, this is what I was most excited about. Like I was going to get to lead worship for,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: more people and just like really try to dig more into this calling that I had felt so strongly. And then it was like, no, actually you're not for a year. And yeah. Do uh, so you feel like it was like a closed journey. door? Yeah, and so when I, because when I was in high school, I mean, I was leading worship like four or five days a week, just like, I mean, it was so much a part of everything that I did. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then to basically not, I didn't really do it for a year. Um, I mean, every now and then I would like play in chapel or something like that. But when you come into a place, you know, you're the new person and there's people that are established there. Um, I mean, it was definitely like, eye-opening to me um but you know I like learned so much through that and Mm -hmm. And like there's a a time and a season yeah yeah for sure and so um but in that I was like okay well I guess I'm like I don't doubt a ton but I just think like okay well maybe I was wrong (laughs) you know what I mean and then it's like all right so I'll just go a different direction that's fine So in that time, um, I definitely wasn't as much focused on worship, which was like a really weird thing for me and ended up being like a really bad season for me and dealt with a lot of loneliness and whatever, comparing myself to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, but through that, um,
0: and maybe God knew that you're going to go through those times and it might not have been a great place to lead from.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's like, yeah, that's so true. Um, That's so good, Keely, man. <laughs> <laughs> just a thought. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's so good. Um, Yeah, and so I think that that time for me, I learned so much. But I was also learning about, like you said, um, you know, living in Nashville and just being so surrounded by music. That's like, if you mm-hmm. think you're good at music, move to Nashville and then you'll find out, like, if you actually are. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like... It's pretty, it
0: pretty (laughs) cutthroat.
1: Yeah, definitely. You're like, man, I'm actually not nearly as good as I thought I was. And, but that was so good for me. And, um, you know, just really was like so evident that I had so much to learn. (laughs) So it was, um, for me, I think just being in Nashville and experiencing like how much people had given up and uh of their lives and careers and other jobs to do music and like for me at that point I was passionate about it but like
0: Mm -hmm. I hadn't
1: really you know it was just like oh I this is what I do I hadn't really like sacrificed anything or Mm -hmm. you know so it was more of like okay this is the beginning of me like really learning and you know studying like what I needed studying myself and studying you know music and just trying to really figure out where where I was headed and and even though I knew that I was called to lead worship um you know what what that looked like for me because it can just like be so many different things and all of that so yeah it was just a huge time of learning for me when I first moved to Nashville
0: Yeah. And what do you think are some of the things like over the years that you've taken away? Like, what are some of those lessons that you have learned um, that have led you to be the uh, worship leader you are now?
1: Yeah. um, I mean, I think that for me, someone, a youth pastor um, that I had always said um, that we shouldn't be leading worship, but that we should be lead worshipers. And that's mm. like something you know, a lot of people say, like it's very um, common, but but I come back to that so much. It's like those simple truths that always, that's like the hardest for me to really, you know, like mm-hmm. engrave and hold on to. Um, but I just think that that's one thing is that when I'm leading worship, like am I doing it just because I feel like the Lord has blessed me and like gifted me with. Um, these tools to do it or am I doing it because like I want to be just used by God and lead people into the throne room like that's a whole different meaning for me and so Mm -hmm. that's like definitely something that the Lord had been teaching me that I didn't really get until then I would say um and then also just patience and um waiting to hear from God and uh Not in my timing, but in his, which is so hard. And (laughs) waiting, learning what to do when God says no. Um, It's just like, I think more just things that I hadn't really experienced yet that would be um, just harder truths to handle. um, Like I said, that I hadn't really gone through yet because things were pretty simple and easy for me. Um, up until that point, then I was like, wait Mm -hmm. a second, I got a lot to figure out here. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think, um, college is like great for that anyway. (laughs) Like, that's a big learning time for a lot of people. You do grow so much and start to experience so many, um, different and new things. Um, so when you're talking about leading worship, let's talk about worship for just a minute. Um, or like you know, for the whole podcast, right? <laughs> but gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole <laughs> the whole thing is about worship. But okay, so kind of like what you're saying, getting yourself to where you're the lead worshipper, you're not leading worship. Um, someone can easily, I feel like that maybe doesn't come to church as much, come in and feel like it's more about like the concert. So how do you prepare for worship and like? Because I feel like when you're like truly in worship especially when it's, like, in a singing, like, church setting, you just kind of feel, like, the Holy Spirit moving. Yeah. Um, You know, there's just that deep, like, presence, like, something bigger. There's just that deep feeling that something bigger is happening here. This is not just a bunch of people singing in a room. Right. So, like, you know, I know, like, you and I know that that's um, God and the Holy Spirit moving. How do you feel like you, like, help curate that environment, though, so people can... um I guess worship to their best ability like without distraction like is there anything you do specifically to try and make that happen or is it just like 100% God that might sound like a stupid (laughs) question but
1: no I mean I feel like it's my responsibility to help make that happen honestly Mm -hmm. Um, and I I feel like and I don't know what all worship pastors do or whatever but um, for me I think that the Lord calls us to more than just a bunch of people singing in a room. Like you said, like if I'm the one leading worship, like it's my responsibility to, to really guide these people, whoever it is, um, you know, whether it's a congregation or a conference or a house church, whatever, um, it's my responsibility to bring just the presence of God to people's attention. I think that well, something that I had to study for a long time um for myself was just being aware of god's presence um, mm-hmm. and not so hard um just because we're so distracted as human beings by the things that are in front of us right in front of our face or what's new and what other people are doing back to the comparison thing but mm-hmm. um, you know like because I'm called to lead worship, I'm called to seek God in preparation for those moments so that I can try to bring other people along with me as I'm worshiping um if that makes sense so like for me preparing for service is is a lot of prayer mainly (laughs) um but you know just saying like God what what do you have for us this week and And for me, that's not me saying what do you what do you want me to say to these people, or what do you want me to sing most mm-hmm. of the time um it's me saying like you know what what can you teach me this week? What can I you know try to portray to these people and how can I get someone else to understand the goodness of you and and that is you know something that I don't know <laughs> if anyone will ever you know grasp yeah. but but what can we do to do our part, you know? And so, um,
0: do you feel like there's times that he's like specifically pointed you to like songs and you're like, yes, I need to do like seeing this this week. Or do you feel like it's yeah. more just like, Hey, this is the message. Um, yeah. try and find songs around this or whatever.
1: I think both. Um, I, I, there's definitely times like just a few weeks ago where I had like three of my four songs planned and my fourth one, I was like, Okay, I'll do this because it's in the same key and it fits and you know all that. But then I went home that night and I was like, man, that is just not right. Yeah, (laughs) knew that that was not the right song. And but sometimes you know God is very clearly um, saying that to me or whatever. Um, But I. You know, then when I finally figured it out, I was like, yes, this is it. This, it just feels better. It feels right. I know that the Lord has this for us this week. Um, but then there's other times definitely where it's like, you know, I just, I think this is where the Lord is leading us through the message or, and, and you know, that's on the pastor of the church too, or whoever's speaking or preaching, um, you know hopefully mm-hmm. they are also in, uh, that, you know, communication with the Lord where they're on the, the same page. And, and then that is just, um, you know, communication and that that's us making sure that we are in constant communication with, uh, the Lord and seeing what he has for the congregation that Sunday or whatever, um, event yeah. it is. And so I think that, yeah, I just think that it's our responsibility to prepare that way. And I think that the Lord definitely leads me to specific songs sometimes, but then other times, um, I'm just saying, you know, God, just like be sovereign through these songs or, um, mm-hmm. with what I'm giving to you, like help people get whatever they need from this. Um, yeah. Cause I think that songs are just like, so different for everyone. I just, I can, you know, I'm trying to think of a common song, like, for me, um, okay, like, Good, Good Father, um, mm-hmm. just the words of, you're a good, good father, and I'm loved by you, that is, like, so simple, mm-hmm. um, but for me, it's really hard to, like, hold on to that, and, and really fully believe that, and so, singing that is so meaningful for me, Whereas someone else, you know, that's probably something that that's easy for someone to understand. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, I'm loved by him. Like, <laughs> but it's yeah. just so different. So.
0: Yeah. Well, I know sometimes I'll be like singing that song and it's like I'm emotional just because of the goodness of it. Yeah. And, or yeah. then I think of people who might sing it like my mom and Aunt Kim who have been on the podcast who didn't have a good earthly father. And so for right. them, that's going to mean a whole different thing. And so you're right. Just kind totally. of giving the song and saying, like, hey, whatever people need to feel and hear and um, yep. hear God through in the song this week, like, kind of make that happen. I think that's a great prayer. What do you think yeah. it is about music that makes people so emotional and <laughs> tugs at their heartstrings? Because, I mean, whether it's in a movie, behind a commercial, in a TV show, I mean, like, yeah. I will just, like, I feel like music can just take you to, like, the highest highs and the lowest lows and everywhere in between. Like, yeah. what, like... There is nothing else <laughs> like music that just, like, I pulls at you like that. What is yeah. that?
1: I wish I knew. <laughs> no, I oh, mean, man. honestly, like, yeah, it's really crazy to me. Um, I think a lot of people say that music is the universal language. Um, mm-hmm. But that's so true. Like, there's nothing else that can really stir up emotions, I feel like, for everyone, for every culture, for every, um, generation, for whoever it is, music is just so, um, I don't know. It just brings out emotions that
0: people probably
1: don't even know they have sometimes or, um, you know, everyone can understand a a feeling, I think, you know, like we Mm -hmm. all have feelings. And so there's nothing that, does that like music does for everyone for every person no matter who you are you know (laughs) like yes music can make you have an emotion and make you experience something and so I think through that um the Lord uses that which is really cool to watch and see so
0: yeah well I know I've always said that I don't you know like I really don't like I don't just like love one certain genre
1: or yeah.
0: like I have Brad and I like love Hans Zimmer who writes like movie scores. <laughs> yeah, and, for I mean sure. no, I don't know anybody that doesn't. But you know what I mean, How like sophisticated of you. <laughs> no, well I mean like it's not. It's really not. But you know what I mean, <laughs> like whether it's um, like I walked down the aisle to a score, a song from the score from P.S. I love you because like I just, uh, you know, just loved it. You know and. Yeah. So whether this, I'm getting way off track, but (laughs) you know what I mean? Like if it's a score, if it's a country song, if it's, Um, classical, if it's um, like pop, the cheesiest of pops, like it doesn't matter to me that, and I'm sure this probably like kills you because I know people like um, technically will be like, that's not a good song. But I'm like, I don't (laughs) care. It's a good song to me because it makes me feel things. So I don't care what genre is. If it makes me feel something, if it stirs up something inside of me, then like I'm for it. And you know, I don't know. I just I freaking love yeah, music. so. <laughs>
1: for sure. And whether it has words or whether, yes. it, you know, anything, just like, I mean, like, y'all liking you all. <laughs> Hi, I live in Georgia. No, um, you can say y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, y'all liking movie scores. That is, you know there's so much emotion that can just come through that, you know, Mm -hmm. that's just the way the music is played. And, and that's how music is taught. I mean, going to school for music is, yes, can ruin you in some ways, but, um, (laughs) you know, it also is empowering because like you learn, you know, how to create those moments and yeah. And there's certain things that definitely, you know, emotions and expressions and, um, you know, you know, a, a song just instrumentally can can act out a scene almost you know it's yeah. just like certain things it puts like
0: sounds music. to feelings yeah and then yeah or like you might hear a sound and it might make you feel something like I don't know right
1: it's it, it, yeah nuts. absolutely I just thought my example of that would be if you hear like, well, bam, you don't think of me like petting a bunny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's way more intense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: it's really crazy. And so, yeah, I think that that is probably why just because music, you know, brings up feelings and emotions and no Mm -hmm. matter, hopefully, (laughs) you know, no matter where you're at, it makes you think something. And so, yeah, I think that's crazy. Stirs it all up.
0: And I want to yeah. be really clear. Um, there's not, you know, music is not the only way to worship. There's so oh, many different yeah. ways to worship. Oh, yeah. um, whether you're just, like, thanking God. If you're just, yeah. like, showing gratitude, that's worship. Um, yeah. But I know you've, like, done a lot of talks and things on this, so I'm going to let you take it from here. Tell us about some different <laughs> ways we can worship.
1: Yeah. Okay, so um, something that I've said in the past um, is not that this is like a process to how to worship um or like steps to worship no this is I feel like the different ways that we worship or um that people can worship I feel like kind of fall into these four different categories and for me um that's worship is well what I say to people just like a definition of worship is just desiring God
0: Mm-hmm. adoring
1: God, submitting to God, and proclaiming His name. And I think that the different ways that we worship probably fall into one of those categories. So, yeah. um, like, first, for me, is desiring God. And, and the way that I came to know that is, and this is me, again, just kind of questioning, like, what am I supposed to do? Because, you know, someone was explaining to me the importance of like preparing for our day like waking up and saying like Lord I choose you today like that's where I'm headed and from the very beginning of your day choosing that and proclaiming that over your day no Mm -hmm. matter what it is if it's like simple or whatever you're going to work you taking a shower whatever Yeah, I choose God today and I choose whatever he has for me and so that was like difficult for me (laughs) which sounds so crazy but um, you know I just get in this routine of waking up and doing my stuff or whatever and then eventually you know maybe oh I I really need to like pray over this or someone mm-hmm. comes in a conversation with me and like yeah I'm praying for you oh man <laughs> what about me like I need to get my heart right first and so yeah, someone said well you can pray for the desire like you know if mm-hmm. when you wake up yeah. like that's you don't just have to like wake up and have that like, oh yeah, all of a sudden I choose God today. Like you c- you can pray for the Lord to put that desire in your heart. And so
0: that's, that's true. Cause that's not always the first like thing time. like we gut do like the first yeah. thing our you know, so yeah, yeah. Praying for the desire to want to yeah, do that
1: just as simple as that. Yeah. I mean, I mm. think that that's so important and it doesn't come naturally to everyone. Some people probably does, but it didn't to me it was just you know more of a routine for me, and so to pray for that desire was really huge for me um and so in that desiring God um i just through different studies or whatever um things that I have found would be that worship is not our gift to God, that was hard for me to understand like. Mm-hmm. God, God has called me to this, but He doesn't need me to do this for yeah. Him. No. You know, um, He's still God. Yeah, like something that I said later on um, in this one time that I spoke about worship is that um, that our, the, the purpose of worship is not to change God because God is God. God is all-encompassing love whatever peace strength all of this yeah we're God not boosting God. him up
0: like right. he's still God he he's still
1: yeah but but more than you know we're not giving that to him for his for his own good we, we're giving that to him because that's what we're called to do and that's what we're called to to talk to people about to glorify him to you know just be disciples of Christ and so um yeah it's it's not the purpose of worship is not to change god it's to change us and so coming into worship with that heart of desiring him um is is for us it's not yes it's to glorify him but in those moments it's to really seek him and desire him and to say god what do you have for me right now and to Mm -hmm. to press into him and and so that and that's hard i don't want to say you know that God doesn't need our worship, but more so we're called to worship him and we're called to glorify his name. And yeah. um, So I hope that makes sense. So, yeah, we, I think are just, it's more than just saying, you know, Hey, I'm going to worship you today. I think that it's almost like my responsibility to prepare for worship. I think it's our responsibility to worship. Um, I think that's part of the reason why we're here. Um, Yeah.
0: Something we're called to do. Yeah.
1: So, um, anyway that's desiring God for me which was like for me and in my journey and walk with the Lord that was the first thing that I really needed to focus on is like for my heart I need to desire I need this want I need to wake up and want to serve God um which was took a long time so (laughs) but you know I I try and you know obviously we all have days where it's harder than others and Mm -hmm. um but that's what I seek that's what I want and so that's probably something that I pray most often um is just to continue to have that desire yeah I never want it to become a routine or fade away so yeah um and then adoring God is you know if you look up the definition like the actual definition of worship I think it's like um giving adoration or to a deity or something like that but Um, you know, for me, the most common way that I do that is probably through certain worship songs that are just, you know, Mm -hmm. just giving our adoration to God and just worshiping Him and, um, just singing His praises and, um, like one of my favorite verses in Ephesians that, um, just says that we should sing and make music from our heart to the Lord. Like that is just straight adoration for me, which is really cool.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And then submitting to God, I think just us saying, God, I trust you with this. I trust you with my life, with whatever situation. I think that's worship. Um, Yeah. I think everything that we do can, can fall into these things. I feel like, um, so just the simple thing is saying like, I trust you. That's us saying like, we give what we have to you, which is glorifying God, which is worship. So Mm -hmm. there's that. Um, and, and then proclaiming um, just probably all those other things that we do submit to him that we do adore him, that we desire God and, um, whether that is in a one-on-one conversation with someone or in prayer or um, in worship a music setting um, yeah. no matter what it is I just think that proclaiming that God is good and that um, his name is powerful, and um, that we are just here to serve Him. I think that that uh, is just part part of what worship is, and and that it's it's just such a blessing that we get to do that. So, I think that yeah. I'm just so thankful for that part of it. Honestly, like yeah. how cool is it that we're we're able to, and especially like living in a place where where we are able to do that because so many people aren't. Um, so. Yeah, I just think those are kind of the four things, desiring, adoring, submitting, and proclaiming. I think that what we do um, to worship God kind of falls into those categories.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And even just as you're saying that and proclaiming it, like it is so much gratitude, which I'm huge on, (laughs) but like, you know, it really is just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And just the ability to over and over again, whether it's through song or whatever just saying like wow like you are awesome you've given me this yeah. life i'm so grateful i'm so thankful and um you know through all that i think you're you're adoring him and also yeah. proclaiming it and stuff and and submitting because you're saying like hey it's not me like yeah exactly. yeah there's nothing i'm doing here that's making this any better i'm probably making it worse it's all you got. <laughs> definitely,
1: yeah leave yeah. me somewhere please
0: yeah <laughs> But talking about um desiring god um and really getting into that uh position and that that headspace and heart space where you're getting ready to worship, um Corey Asbury said on annie down's um that sounds fun podcast um a few weeks ago that worship is a posture of the heart and not a music genre or something to the effect of that um yeah. speak on that for a minute. what does that mean yeah
1: it, I mean. <laughs> When you said that to me earlier, I was, like, really taken aback by that for a second. That's, like, so powerful. That's just something I think that it it just breaks a lot of walls that people put up about worship. Um, and to say that worship is a posture of your heart, that means that, for me, that means that worship is a part of my whole life. I mean, mm-hmm. if my heart's in the right place, then I should be worshiping God with everything that I do, everything that I have everything I say, um, if my heart is in the right place, then, then that is the posture that I'm taking, um, for my life. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that that is just like so difficult, but also, you know, how cool that we get to try to do that, you know, <laughs> that the Lord has given us an opportunity to really worship him with everything that we have. Um, and then to say that it's not, a genre of music um that not only a genre of music I mean that is like again I think the first thing that comes to people's mind when you say worship is probably worship music um but yeah for us to realize that it's so much more than that I think is mm-hmm. is uh, is hard to remember but hard to grasp and um yeah I just think that is so powerful I like I could just read that over and o- I wrote it down. I can-, I can just read it <laughs> over and over again. And, like, man, every time I'm like, yes, that is so good. <laughs> so yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of people just get caught up in um, different things of worship. I read um, the other day this really funny article that was, like, the perfect worship set. Play everything way louder, make the drums louder, but also make it soft enough where people don't have to, you know, like, strain to hear or something like that. Yeah. Like, do this, but also do Dance the opposite of, of that. And then everyone will love it, you know? It's yes. Like,
0: I know. It's
1: so different, especially when it comes to music. People just... Oh,
0: I know, know people are picky, and you probably yes. get the brunt of it a lot of times.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I've been really lucky, actually. Um, I haven't gotten a ton of, you know, know, nasty things. Yeah, but, you know, people make comments every now and then, um, which is fine. People can have their opinions, but whether it's traditional or contemporary or gospel or Hillsong Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, it's like there's so many different ways that you can go with a worship set and a worship service and (laughs) I've been in, yeah, it's just, that's like solely people's opinions and for me my opinion is that you know if we're singing songs to glorify god then use those words take the words if you don't like the way it sounds just read the words and and focus on that because hopefully whoever's leading worship you know hopefully the songs are theologically sound and yeah um, for wherever you are and i just think that (laughs) <laughs> um, you know there's yeah. so many distractions and things to get caught up yeah. on Focus in, on in the actual words. A, in actuality all we're trying to do is glorify God, hopefully so yeah.
0: um, is that know. what you would say to someone who maybe um if there's someone listening right now who like doesn't really feel comfortable. Um, singing in church and like, look, like getting to church is like already a big deal. Like, you know, like that's like, you know, I'm like, look, I'm here at church. Like now you want me to sing? Like that puts people in a vulnerable, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that puts people in a vulnerable position a lot of times. So would that just be like your best advice? Just kind of focus on the words and, um, yeah. And for me, I think even just tell people to like, listen, like, yeah, just listen. You don't even have to sing. Like if that's not where you're at yet.
1: Definitely, I think that, you know, you can be, I don't, I don't think that it should ever be, um, a place where you're pressured to be a certain way or be at a certain point in your walk with the Lord, whether that's even started yet. I mean, you know,
0: mm-hmm. you don't
1: have to be a believer to be a part of worship. Um, and you know, worship is supposed to be, like I said, just an opportunity, um, to glorify God and, and to, to bring people together, um, to just try to get a glimpse of the throne room of God. People say that it sounds so huge to me, but, you know, just to say like, yes, this is, we choose you God. And, um, we are just here to sing your praises, which is, you know, what he's told us to do. So (laughs) I think that that's so important. So yeah, for someone who, you know, whether they don't feel comfortable with it or they don't like it or whatever, I would say that, you know, the songs that are written are mostly written out of someone's desire to um, to worship God. And so, mm-hmm. however, whatever you have to do to get to that point, you know, whether that's praying the words of the songs, whether that's just reading it, whether that's listening to other people sing, that can be extremely powerful in itself so yeah yeah i would say just take it in stride with wherever you are i think that worship is for everyone but it doesn't have to look the same for everyone
0: yeah absolutely i agree with that and kind of i just had thought going back to the posture of your heart and um when you're going into worship i think um you know we've talked about this some at our church i think you should be expectant that god is going to move through that yeah. um that if you're there offering, um, worship to him and, um, you know, which is what you're called to do. Like just be expectant that, um, he is going to move in your heart. And, um, there's so many times that, um, we go into a worship service or you're singing in your car and maybe you stepped into the car with a lot on your heart or you're having a really stressful day. And and I get a lot of times that people will be like, oh, Christian radio is a little cheesy. Like, I don't want (laughs) to listen to it. And, like, I totally get it. But I guarantee if you um, are sitting in your car listening to worship or um, just saying, like, you know, practicing gratitude, whatever your form of worship is, you're going to step out of that car or out of your office or wherever you're listening um, with a lighter load. That's just been my experience. I feel – (laughs) To reference, man, really loving on Annie Downs' podcast today. But to (laughs) reference it again, Allie Worthington was on. And she was saying that worship helps helps her fight her fears. And I've experienced that myself. Like when I was in my season of anxiety, I would drive to work every day, listen to Christian radio, and get out of the car feeling a lot lighter and knowing that I was going to be okay throughout the day and feeling like God was with me. Regardless of whether it was cheesy or not or whether I loved the sound or not, I was hearing like God's truth through those Mm -hmm. songs over and over again. And I think that's what it is. I think that's why I feel like Allie said that she felt like worship could fight fear is because not only are you speaking truth over your problems and over your lives or singing that truth, um, I think you're focused on worshiping God and honoring him and you can't, when you're focused on that, you physically, like, I think it's impossible. You can't focus on your problems while you're, you know, your brain can't multitask like that. Right. So if you're worshiping cheesy or not, you know, you're not even focused on your problems and what's going on in your life. So I feel like it's just a great diffuser um, when it comes to fear and anxiety. And I know a lot of people deal with that. So I wanted to mention that.
1: For sure. I think that's huge. Yeah, no matter if you're just listening to the words or listening to the song, anything. I think that's so huge. I think that the Lord has so much power in those times. Um, It reminds me of this um, study that I just finished with a group of ladies. um, And one of the um, blogs said, By confessing the fear in your life to God, its grip is already losing power over you yes um you know so just by saying that you know like you said with um the lord working through fear and anxiety which again is a whole different thing um but you but, know yeah. just by saying like this is what i'm struggling with um you know that's already the beginning of mm-hmm. of that process so taking that huge. power away from that
0: fear <laughs> right um okay so really quickly before we go I want to know what because you are listening to all kinds of worship music all the time um for your work and because you enjoy (laughs) it tell me um two or three albums or songs that you just like can't live without right now who you listening to who's lifting you up and it's going to be different for everybody but since you're our guest I gotta know
1: (laughs) well um man um, Hillsong just let out a new album that is really good for me. Um, just listening to it is like, it's one that I probably won't be like, you know, screaming out in my car on the way down the road. Well, some of the songs, but you know, it's just like such a good one for me to just sit and listen to. But off of the album, um, who you say I am is that is one of those difficult truths. Again, um, that I just could sing over and over and over again, because I don't know if I will ever fully grasp you know that mm-hmm. I am it says I am who you say I am that's like just so important to me um, but I'm listening to a lot of um honestly Israel Houghton's like old stuff um I'm listening to a lot of that i'm I'm trying to listen to more genres when it comes to worship music personally,
0: yeah, um
1: but um let's see um Travis Cottrell I think that's how you say his last name um he just recently put out an album and there are some really cool uh moments in that where like we just sang for Easter um it was two songs together and it was What a Beautiful Name with On You Stay which is one that I used to sing all the time in church but but the two together just, I mean, makes this makes me think completely different about both songs. So, things like that, yeah. I would say those two albums are kind of what I'm really listening to a lot of right now.
0: Very. So, there cool. you go. Yeah. Thank yes. you. All right. So, last two questions, Emily. I want to know first, <laughs> what is strong? What, is strength like, lo- <laughs> what does strength look like? Look, strength look like to you? Or what's something that's strong? What you think about that word? Man. <laughs>
1: this is something I really should have prepared for because I knew you were going to ask me this, (laughs) but I just didn't. Um, Oh man. For me, I think that strength is, is just perseverance. I think that so many times we just get in like ruts or just, you know, Bad days that happen so often, or you mm-hmm. know for me, I just go through these big seasons of them um, times where I'm just like, What am I doing, or man, this is just so bad, like I still have no money, you know i yeah. like hey man <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, just things that I, I that take my focus away from uh you know what really is important, but so for me, I would say just perseverance, just pushing mm-hmm. through and and knowing that that we are worth more and that we deserve more, um, than these, you know, lies that honestly that the devil feeds us. And yeah, I think that just keep going. That's like, for me, that is like, makes me want to put my fist in the air and say, I'm strong, you know? (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah. I can do it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) For sure. And it's not easy. I totally have those times where I'm just like, I am done. So yeah. Yeah, stick a fork. <laughs> I think in it. it
1: happens, yeah, more often than I would like for it to. So yeah, to just keep going.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. And what is beautiful? What do you see beauty in? Um, is it nature? Is it flowers? <laughs> is it qualities somebody has? What? What yeah. do you think?
1: Um, for me, I think that. Well most often would probably that's so funny that you said it like right away would be nature would be being outside
0: oh just for like, sure
1: yeah I don't know so it's like I said it jokingly
0: but seriously <laughs> yeah
1: no that's like so <laughs> that's so real for me um but I would say uh the thing that gets me I mean it's so funny Brian uh my husband will just say like certain things or he'll be like, why, why are you crying about that or something? I'm like, it just means so much to me. Um, but I think that beauty, like, uh, the way that I see it more often than not is when someone does something that like, they don't have to do, like Mm -hmm. they're just doing it just because like, it's good or, you know, like that is just so beautiful to me. Someone just sent me, um, a book in the mail, like, I just got this Amazon package, and I was like, uh-oh, I do not even remember what I ordered, <laughs> and then Right? I opened it, yeah, and it was a book um, written by the director of the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, and they sent it to me just because it made them think about me, and
0: oh. they thought that I should
1: have it. I, I know, right? That's so kind. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. I didn't even know, like, you could just randomly send something to someone from Amazon. Like, I never thought about that, you know? Yeah. So... Um, I, I think that was just like, I think that that's uh, just a sign of love, and that is just a sign of just treating people well. I think yeah. that's so beautiful, and that is just always means so much to me when someone does something just out of the goodness of their heart. Like, they don't have to do that. They didn't have to go out of their way to do that for me. That's like where I just, it really, yeah. I get caught up in that a lot. I think that's so important for. For us to do, and I don't think I'd do it enough, and so it's so beautiful yeah. to me when people do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, like, who doesn't love a random Amazon package showing up uh, on their yeah. front porch or That's what I'm um, about. <laughs> getting their stuff? Yeah, absolutely, getting their stuff yeah. paid for in the Starbucks line. like yeah. I live for that kind of stuff. And you're right, yes. I don't do it often enough. Right. Um, I love that answer. Okay, well, Emily, this has been a treat. I have loved having you on. You are awesome. Um, I wish everybody in the world could hear your music, your worship music. Um, I just love how you glorify God through your gifts. And um, I just love you to death. And thank you again for coming on. Well, thank
1: you so much for asking me. Seriously, I'm just always happy to talk about worship and just so thankful that um, that the Lord has called me and used me in this way. So thanks for being so great and asking me to do this. I just can't believe it. So thank you so, so much.
0: All right. Bye, I hope you guys enjoyed that chat we just had about worship. I loved it. Any chance I get to talk to Emily, um, it's just a blessing, really. And honestly, don't think my brother-in-law could have married a better person. In fact, I even told him while they were dating that if he um, broke up with her and uh, didn't marry probably still be friends with her and, you know, it was going to be, it was going to be tough for us to get past. So I'm so glad that that didn't happen and we get to be related and people think we're sisters. I just love it. Anyway, um, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review this podcast in iTunes. That would help other people find us and help more people hear all these incredible stories that you guys have gotten to hear. I hope you guys have an incredible week. And just remember, you are so strong, so beautiful, and so much more. Love you guys.